Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has met. We shall rejoice. We shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our study of the Bible. And here we study the Bible. We aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. By the grace of God, we've done 25 books of the Bible. If you've not been able to listen to all the podcasts we've done straight from the book of Genesis, you can find them on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Podbean, all, name it, you'll find them there. And I believe the Lord shall speak to you as you listen because there's no limitation to Revelation. God reveals his word to everybody who shows the need. To everybody who wants God to speak to you, he will come and he will speak. So we get out there and study and read and ask the Holy Spirit. Who has been given to us to reveal his word to us? Today, I want us to continue with our book of Ezekiel. We've done 21 chapters today. We will start with chapter 22. Starts by saying, then the word of the Lord came to me. To who? Of course, the one writing this book is Ezekiel. Saying, and you, son of man, will you judge? Will you judge the bloody city? Then... Cause her to know all her abominations. You shall say, thus says the Lord God. He's saying, some people might be there thinking they did nothing. So they are suffering for nothing. So he's telling him, you're going to let them know about what they have done. The abominations that they have done. The life that they have walked. And he's telling him, you are going to tell them, this a city shedding blood in her midst, so that her time will come, and that makes idols contrary to her interest for defilement. You have become guilty by the blood which you have shed and defiled by your idols which you have made. This is a life that Judah had taken on, yeah, worshipping other gods, setting up idols to worship, and uh, this is something we need to run from. I saw it recently in one of the celebrations that happened uh, and people were worshipping idols, images that have been placed there, and people were bowing to them, holding on to them, praying to them for help, for provision. Those are idols, and they're not meant to be worshipped. You worship only God. You talk to God. He's the one you talk to. You request from him. You speak to him. You ask. You have a relationship with him, not with idols. So, he tells them here that you have set your lives onto idol worship. You have set your lives onto killing people, defilement of the land by the blood that you shed on the earth. And that's what he tells them. He says you've become guilty because of that which you've done. Thus, you have brought your day nearer and have come to your years. Therefore, I have made you a reproach to the nations and a mocking to the lands. People are laughing at you saying, is that the nation of the Lord? Are those the ones they tell us crossed the Red Sea? Are those the ones they tell us brought down Egypt with the plagues? And it's a mockery right now. But when sin builds up, it gets to a point where the cup is full. And when the cup is full, it's judgment. When the cup is full, is punishment. When the cup is full, 
is where you have to pay for that which you have done. So he tells them that you've become a mockery and your days have come. Those who are near and those who are far from you will mock you. You of ill repute, full of turmoil, behold the rulers of Israel, each according to his power, have been in you for the purpose of shedding blood. Yeah, Their leaders were just killing people. And that is something that characterizes ma- many of leaderships. Uh, and you find lots of blood being shed, but that brings judgment upon a nation, upon a land. Yeah, It is carried out by the leader, but then judgment is sent out to a nation. So he tells them, they have treated father and mother lightly within you. The alien they have oppressed in your midst. The fatherless and the widow, they have wronged you. They've wronged in you. You have despised my holy things and profaned my Sabbaths. Of course, as a nation, remember, he told them, hold my Sabbath. Get a dove rest and you do not work. That was in the law that he spoke to them. And they were not keeping it anymore. That was now in history. And says, slanderous men have been in you for the purpose of shedding blood. And in you they have eaten at the mountain shrines. In your midst they have committed acts of lewdness. In you they have uncovered their father's nakedness. In you they have humbled her who was unclean in her menstrual impurity. There's been lots of sexual immorality going on in Judah here that he's also bringing out to them so they know. They are carrying out acts that are not right sexually. They sleep with their parents. They sleep with their relatives. And somehow this has also become uh, a happening even in our day and age that people do such things. Abominations. Yeah? And it goes and says one has committed abomination with his neighbor's wife and another has lewdly defied his daughter, defiled his daughter-in-law. And another in you has humbled his sister his father's daughter. These things happen. There is so much abuse that goes on even in families. That's where we have to be careful, friends. There is a lot that has gone wrong, mostly spread by pornography and uh, content that is pornographic that portrays that it's okay to have sexual relations with your family, with your sisters, with your parents. And it happens. And when it's consumed by this generation, by the young people, by even the adults, by the way, they start to think it's acceptable and they start to do it. Now we have lots of cases of abuse sexually in homes where you're having sexual immorality going on in homes where children, siblings, family members, relatives have sexual relations that are carrying on evil. And this is what God is telling the people of Israel. You've meant, you've decided to get into such a life. And it's punishable. It brings judgment. It's abominable. Yeah? And says in you, they have taken bribes to shed blood. You have taken interest in and profits. You have injured your neighbors for gain by oppression. And you have forgotten me, declares the Lord God, behold then, I smite my hand at your dishonest gain, which you have acquired 
and that the bloodshed which is among you, can your heart endure? Or can your hands be strong in the days that I deal with you? I, the Lord, have spoken and will act. I will scatter you among the nations, and I will disperse you through the lands, and I will consume your uncleanness from you. He's telling them, because of what you've done, watch, punishment is coming. I, the Lord, have spoken. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, the house of Israel has become dross to me. All of them are bronze and tin and iron and lead in the furnace. They are dross of silver. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because all of you have become dross, therefore, behold, I am going to gather you into the midst of Jerusalem. And it says, as they gather silver and bronze and iron and lead in and tin into the furnace to blow it on fire in order to melt it. So I'll gather you in anger in my wrath and I'll lay you there to melt. Yeah. He's saying they've become dross. When you say something has become dross, you say it means or it implies that it has become of no value. It is poor quality right now. And he's saying, Judah, Israel, you are now of poor quality. There is no value in you. When they look at you, they can't equate price that is worthy towards you. So he's saying, because of that, I'm going to deal with you. I'll gather you and blow you in the midst of my wrath. And you'll be melted in the midst of it. As silver is melted in the furnace, so you will be melted in the midst of it. And you'll know that I, the Lord, have poured out my wrath on you. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, say to her, you are a land that is not cleansed or rained on in the day of indignation. There is a conspiracy of our prophets in her midst like a roaring lion tearing the prey. They have devoured lives. They have taken down, they have taken treasure and precious things. They have made many widows in the midst of her. Her priests have done violence to my law and have profaned my holy things. They have made no distinction between the holy and the profane. And they have taught, they have not taught the difference between the unclean and the clean. And they hide their eyes from my Sabbaths and I am profaned by them. So, the priests have a part to play in this and is also mentioning what they have done. Remember when we started this chapter, I was saying, let me let you know about what these people have done so that in case they are wondering why they are going through this captivity or why they were sent out in exile, it is because of what they have done. So he's bringing out everything to the people, to the families, to the priests, and now he speaks to the princess. He says, the princess within her are like wolves tearing the prey by shedding blood and destroying lives in order to get this honest gain. How much do we see this? The people in authority, oppressing the needy, bringing down the needy, claiming their things. Her prophets have smeared whitewash for them, seeing false vision and divining lies for them, saying, thus says the Lord God, when the Lord has not spoken. People who speak for the Lord when he has not spoken, there is judgment that comes upon such people. It's not right. And that's what they were doing for them. The people of the land have practiced oppression and committed robbery. And they have wronged the poor and the needy 
and have oppressed the sojourner without justice. I searched for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand in the gap before me for the land so that I would not destroy it, but I found none. This reminds me of Sodom. That there was intercession for Sodom. Remember what Abraham was doing. He was finding somebody. He was God was going to destroy Sodom. And what happens? There is need to save it as per Abraham. Yeah, he starts to speak and says, Lord, do not destroy. What if they are 50? And they go all down to 10 and there is nobody to save. Now, there was only Lot who is taken out, saved from that. For these people in this land of Judah, God is saying, I searched for a man among them so that I can save the land, but I've found none. How much evil was going on? That there is nobody righteous. That there is nobody walking with God. And that shows you how highly Judah had fallen. They had become like Sodom. Actually, we read they were worse than Sodom. Thus, I've poured out my indignation on them, and I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their way I have brought upon their heads, declares the Lord. Because of what they've done, the things we've looked, yeah? He is pouring his indignation on them. Indignation is uh, the feeling of anger, yeah? When there's anger that he brings down upon them, upon the people that were his own. That is what he speaks about Israel and the abominations they have been carrying out, as he tells Ezekiel. Just let them know about the things they've done, because it's fair that they know why they are going through a life they're going through right now. Chapter 23, the word of the Lord came to me again, saying, Son of man, there were two women, the daughters of one mother, and they played the harlot in Egypt. They played the harlot in their youth. Their breasts were pressed and their virgin bosom was handled. Their names were Ohola, the elder, and Holiba, her sister. And they became mine. Hmm? And they bore sons and daughters. As for their names, Samaria is Ohola and Jerusalem is Oholiba. Now he's giving names He's giving the northern uh, kingdom, which is Samaria, known as Samaria, which was Israel, which had the ten tribes. He's giving them the name Ohola. And then the southern tribe kingdom, which had Benjamin and Judah, he gives them Oholiba, and that is Jerusalem or Judah. And he says Ohola played the harlot. That is the elder one, yeah, which is the ten tribes. Ohola played the harlot while she was mine, and she lusted after her lovers, after the Assyrians, her neighbors, who were clothed in purple, governors of officials, all of them desirable young men, horsemen riding horses. She bestowed her harlotries on them. He's talking about what Israel did, the northern kingdom, yeah? 
He she bestowed her lotteries on them. All of them were the choicest men of Assyria, and with all whom she lusted after, with all their idols she defiled herself. Israel defiled herself. That one we saw. We read king after king, king after king, worshiping other gods apart from God Almighty. And here is what is is he's talking. He has given um, the northern kingdom, all Israel the name or Hola, which is of the elder daughter that we started with mentioning here. And he says, Therefore I gave her into the hand of her lovers, into the hand of the Assyrians, after whom she lasted. That one we saw, that Israel was taken captive by Assyria, taken to the farthest of lands, having people assimilated into their own land, and eventually they got a mixed race. They were mixed up. And uh, with that, you have what comes to be known. As Samaritans, and now he tells them here that I gave them out into the hand of the Assyrians, whom they lusted over. They uncovered her nakedness. They took her sons and her daughters, but they slew her with the sword. That's what happens. They came, took. They were a superpower then. They came, took all the people, took the children, took the women, took and put them in the farthest of lands where they had authority, and they brought other people from far and brought them and placed them into their own land, assimilating and killing their culture, their purity, as an Israelite nation was watered down by the assimilations that were done. So it says, Thus she became a byword among women, and they executed judgments on her. That is what judgment came to Ohola, who is called Ohola, it is the northern tribes. It is Israel. It is those ten tribes. Now her sister, Oholiba, now they are talking about Judah. The southern part, that is Jerusalem. Judah. Now her sister, Oholiba, saw this. Because remember, there were hundreds of years between the captivity of Israel and the captivity of Judah. So Judah witnessed how the brother Israel was taken into captivity. How they fell, how they are totally taken out. So he's saying now her sister Oholiba saw this, yet she was more corrupt in her lust than she. And her halotries were more than the halotries for her sister. Judah did worse than the people of Israel, than her brothers that's a very interesting thing. Because of sin, the others were taken into captivity. Now, instead of Judah learning from that, here we're told she did a lot worse than the brother Israel. She lasted after the Syrians, governors and officials, the ones near, magnificently dressed, horsemen riding on horses, all of them desirable young men. I saw that she had defiled herself. They both took the same way. So, she increased in her hollow trees. And she saw men portrayed on the wall, images of the Chaldeans portrayed with vermilion, guarded with belts on their loins, with flowing turbans on their heads, all of them looking like officers like the Babylonians in Chaldea, the land of their birth. When she saw them, she lusted after them and sent messengers to them in Chaldea. The Babylonians came to her, to the bed of love, and defiled her 
with their hollow tree. Yeah? You remember that case with Ezekiah and officials of Babylon come and he, he shows them his greatness. He shows them his wealth. He shows them the might of Judah. Yet, he's exposing the nation to captivity. And that's when God tells them, because of what you've done, you are going to be taken by Babylon. So he exposed himself to Babylon. And she came, she uncovered her hollow trees and uncovered her nakedness. Then I became disgusted with her and I became disgusted with her sister. Yet, he goes on and says, she multiplied her hollow trees, remembering the days of her youth when she played the hallot in the land of Egypt. When they were in Egypt, they, they were not worshipping God alone. Yeah, even before they crossed the Red Sea, there were some who are doing and worshipping other gods. And that's a, something that's brought here in remembrance. Thus you longed for the lewdness of your youth when the Egyptians handled your bosom with their, because of the breast of your youth. Therefore, O Oholiba, he's talking to Judah, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will arouse your lovers against you, from whom you were alienated, and I will bring them against you from every side the Babylonians and all the Chaldeans, Pekod and Shor and Kor and all the Assyrians with them, desirable young men, governors and officials of all of them, officers of men of renown, all of them on riding courses, they will come against you with weapons, chariots and wagons, and with a company of peoples, they will set themselves against you on every side with buckler and shield and helmet, and I'll commit the judgment to them, and they will judge you according to their customs. God is saying, I'll give them the authority to judge you. I'll give them the authority to carry out my judgment because of that which you've done. And it's amazing how God works, but he gets those same people that you treasured, that they come and start to inflict judgment. That's what he does for Judah here. He gets the same people that they wanted to ally with and now they come to capture them. They come to bring and inflict punishment on them and they will judge them according to their customs. They will come and say, for us, this is how we worship, so this is how you should worship Judah. And that is punishment so great that he tells them they will face. I'll set my jealousy against you that they may deal with you in wrath. Yeah? They will remove your nose and your ears. And your survivors will fall by the sword. They will take your sons and your daughters. And your survivors will be consumed by the fire. This is judgment toward Judah, the one that has been called Oholiba. Yeah? They will also strip you of your clothes and take away your beautiful jewels. Thus I will make your lewdness and your hollow tree brought from the land of Egypt to cease from you so that you will not lift up your eyes to them or remember Egypt anymore. In remembrance of Egypt, they would also keep the gods they used to serve there. Now he's saying, because of what you're going to go through, you will not even remember that anymore. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I'll give you into the hand of those whom you hate, into the hand of those from whom you were alienated. They will deal with you in hatred. Take all your property and leave you naked and bare. 
and the nakedness of your hollow trees will be uncovered, both your lewdness and your hollow trees. These things will be done to you because you have played the harlot with the nations, because you have defiled yourself with their idols. Those same people that you have been taking as important, forgetting me as God, they are the same that are going to destroy you. Isn't that very well known to us? That sometimes you have company and you have people that you flock with, move with, spend your life with, and it's those same people that eventually bring you down. That's the same thing here for Judah. You have walked in the way of your sister, Israel. Therefore, I'll give her cup into your hand. Thus says the Lord, you will drink your sister's cup, which is deep and wide. You'll be laughed at and held in derision. It contains much. You'll be filled with drunkenness and sorrow, the cup of horror and desolation. The cup of your sister Samaria, you will drink it and drain it. Then you will know, you will know its fragments and tear your breasts. For I have spoken, declares the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have forgotten me and cast me behind your back, bear now the punishment of your lewdness and hallowtries. God is saying, since you've chosen other people, since you've chosen other things to worship, now you're going to have to go through the judgment. You're going to go through it. Verse 36, Moreover, the Lord said to me, Son of man, will you judge Ohola and Oholiba? Saying, will you judge Israel and Judah? Yeah. Then declare to them their abominations. They need to know what they have done. For they have committed adultery and blood is on their hands. They have committed adultery with their idols and even caused their sons whom they bore to me to pass through the fire. To them as food, again, they have done this to me. They have defiled my sanctuary on the same day they have profaned my Sabbaths. For when they had slaughtered their children for their idols, they entered my sanctuary on the same day to profane it and loathe us did within my house. They would go serve other gods and also come and uh, worship the almighty God. Yeah, that's what they used to do. Furthermore, they have even sent for men who come from afar to whom a messenger was sent and lo, they came for whom you bathed, painted your eyes and decorated themselves with ornaments and you sat on a splendid couch with a table arranged before it on which you had set my incense and my oil. My oil. The sound of a carefree multitude was with her and drunkards were brought from the wilderness with men of the common sort and they put bracelets on the hands of the women and beautiful crowns on their heads. Then I said concerning her who was worn out by adulteries, will they now commit adultery with her when she is thus? But they went in to her as they would go in to a harlot. Thus they went in to Ohola and Oholiba, the lewd women. But they, righteous men, will judge them with the judgment of adulteresses and with judgment of women who shed blood because their adulteresses and the blood is on their hands. For thus says the Lord God, bring up a company against them and give them over to the terror and plunder. The company will stone them with stones and cut them down with their swords. They will slay their sons and their daughters and burn their houses with fire. Thus, I'll make lewdness cease from the land that all women may be admonished and not commit lewdness as you have done. Your lewdness will be 
requited upon you and you bear the penalty of worshipping your idols. Thus, you'll know that I'm the Lord God. God is speaking judgment upon the nations that were his that walked in disobedience. A life of disobedience leads us into trouble. A life of disobedience leads us into judgment. And it's key for us to know that we have to walk a life with God. Obey his command. Obey his word. And we shall be safe. We shall be saved. Whoever is out there, there is a judgment that is to come. And in that judgment is for those who disobeyed and did not walk with God and did not accept to walk with Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And today is an opportunity for you, for somebody out there listening. And you want to join the army of the Lord. You want to join the salvation of the Lord. It's a simple prayer. You say, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my life. Lead me. Guide me. Help me walk a life that is worthy of your kingdom.